1: everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It is Tuesday. It's June 1st. It's 2021. And we have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my buddy, Eyes819. Keith Eyster, what's happening, my friend? Not
2: much. Nice little holiday weekend we're coming off of here. Uh, Fun day of baseball and big NASCAR race this weekend. So, ready to get started here.
1: Yeah. I played five hours of disc golf on Monday. Um, I am, I am ready for bed. Um, (laughs) so yeah, man, I mean the baseball slate did not go well for me. I stacked the reds, but didn't stack the bottom of the order. Um, and that's all that's always the worst when that happens. Um, I mean, it is what it is. So ready to move on. And, um, you know, get back at it on this. We got a, we got a doozy here, man. 14 games, a lot nice of pitching. Uh, like, there's so many different ways to kind of approach this slate.
2: Absolutely. Tons of options. Um, I mean, a lot of pitching options. It's going to be hard to kind of narrow down your pool here. Um, but we'll break it down, see who our favorites are, and hopefully get the guys the right place.
1: Yeah, I can't remember the last day. And going back to, like, the Monday slate, I can't remember the last day that i didn't have a home run in my lineup um so that's how that's how bad um monday was i think i almost finished last because capperland was my other pitcher besides burns so um yes ready to bounce back here we go uh 14 games and we start with um minnesota at baltimore we got michael pineda Going up against Zimmerman. This game's currently sitting at a nine total, and Minnesota is a 160 favorites. Um, any interest here in Michael Pineda?
2: Man, I feel like we're going to say this a lot, but at 9,200, I know the matchup's great. He's been really good this year. Uh, strikeout rate over 26%. Um, but, man, 9,200 is a lot to pay for Michael Pineda. So, I, I guess in tournaments I have interest because of the matchup. Um, but that's a tough price to swallow.
1: Yeah, Pineda always worries me against lefties, too, because of his high fly ball rate against lefties. Uh, This ballpark is a little scary as well. And, I mean, it's not like there's a lot of great lefties in this lineup, but it is going to be a – they like lefty-righty-lefty-righty almost throughout the whole lineup, um, Baltimore does. So, I mean, he's in play at 9,200 you're going to need like 25 plus and we have, we have pitching options on the slate. Like obviously there's some guys that you can kind of roll the dice on. And I mean, I I think he's in play. I think that's the best. That's the best you're going to get from me on Michael Pineda because as I say all the time, he loves to just groove fastballs over the middle of the plate, like once or twice every start and they end up over the fence. So um, Bruce Zimmerman on the other side here, I mean, he's a lefty going up against Minnesota I mean, this isn't like the amazing Minnesota team. They they definitely are dealing with a couple injuries, you know, Buxton and um, Kepler out of the lineup. I still don't think I can play Zimmerman here. He struggles against righties and this team has way too many righties to kind of play Zimmerman in my opinion.
2: Zimmerman was on the, the last pod I did with you and he was facing the White Sox and we were all over the White Sox. I stacked the White Sox and a ton of teams that day. Uh, it didn't work out. Zimmerman, got the best of the White Sox, but I'm going, I'm going to attack him again. I, I really like Minnesota. They got Nelly Cruz back. Who's obviously a, a giant bat against lefties. Uh, he Zimmerman's cheap, but he doesn't strike many out. And the home run risk is just through the roof against the twins here.
1: All right. Uh, let's talk bats. Um, starting with Minnesota. I feel like they're underpriced way underpriced. Um, you know, Cruz against the lefty 4,700, Donaldson against lefty 4,500 so 3,600. I mean, I think they're one of the top point per dollar stacks on the slate. Um, so hopefully Zimmerman doesn't, uh, Zimmerman us again.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, and I completely agree. I opened up the slate expecting to see Nelly Cruz up at like 5,500 and he's about a thousand cheaper. Uh, Donaldson's still around 4,500, Like, yeah, they're, they're just a little bit too cheap. Probably all of them are about $500 underpriced. Um, Absolutely one of my favorite plays on this leg.
1: And then Baltimore bats. I mean, you could chase power here against Pineda because he does give up bombs. Um, so like any of these like power guys, you know, your home run guys that you want to chase your Baltimore, which there's not a many of them, but I think Michael has given up at least one home run and all but two starts this season, and that's just kind of his thing. You know, he's a fly ball guy against lefties. So I mean, if you want to roll the dice on like Mancini or if you want to chase like a cheap home run with like DJ Stewart or Castle, like, I'm not going to talk you off of doing that.
2: Yeah. I don't love the spot. Um, I, if, if Mancini hit from the left side, I'd, I would have more interest. Um, I I'd, I'd probably chase it with the cheap guys. Like you mentioned, DJ Stewart is, is really cheap.
1: Um, yeah, just like I said, chasing the cheap home run. I think yeah. DJ Stewart, like if you need some value, um, definitely just kind of stands out there. So anyway, moving on, we got Tampa Bay at New York. Herman against glass. Now uh, this game's currently sitting at a seven and a half total Tampa slight favorites in this game. Um, any interest here in glass
2: Yeah, I think glass is the top option on the slate uh, prices under 10 K. So tons of interest there, even against the Yankees in their power glas now with the strikeout rate over th- up over 36 uh i mean he's been great this year uh highest upside on the slate and new york will strike out a little bit
1: yeah i mean rich hill pitch really decent um he didn't throw too deep into the game i think what he threw like 56 pitches or something i don't know if that was like designed that way um but he only had like two strikeouts but he threw like five innings and threw 56 pitches and they yanked him and brought in waka um, I mean, Tampa is always like one of those teams that, like, they're like the Dodgers. You never really know what you're going to get, um, innings and pitches or, cause like Rich Hill was cruising, man. Um, it didn't make a lot of sense. I don't know if he got hurt or what it was. Um, maybe he got in trouble in the inning. Uh, I don't know. So, but yeah, I think last now, uh, just under 10K, the strikeout rate alone. Um, this is a, I mean, it's a very right handed heavy team too. So, you know, it's hard not to. It's hard not to like the spot for him. Um, going to the other side of this game, Herman. I mean, he's another guy that I think you could potentially look at. You know, he's a twenty-three to twenty-four percent K guy, and Tampa is one of the highest strikeout teams in the league. Um, you know, we talked about this yesterday with Tyon. Um, you know, Tyon only had five strikeouts and just struggled a little bit, but. Like the upside is still there. Um, So I think Herman on a slate that we don't have, like you have to play these guys types of pitchers. I I think he's playable.
2: Yeah, he's playable. He's in the same conversation as Pineda for me. A little bit more than I'd like to pay for him. Um, But there is upside with the strikeouts against Tampa. Uh, I probably won't have a ton of him and it's going to be dependent on ownership uh, between if, if he comes in a lot higher owned than Pineda, I'll play Pineda and vice
1: versa. All right. Um, bats in this game. I mean, anything that you like here for Tampa?
2: I Meadows is probably the first one I would look to. Maybe Brandon Lau. Uh, but looking at lefty power, most likely.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're you're paying over 5K for these guys. That's just where I struggle the most. Um, sure, you could do it. Like... I just, I think I'm going to struggle to kind of fit these guys in price wise. Um, And then the Yankees, I mean, I I definitely respect glass now. And I respect this bullpen enough to just kind of say I'm out.
2: Yeah, completely agree. I have no interest in the Yankees.
1: Moving on. We got Miami at Toronto or Florida Um, Alcantara against Robbie Ray. Any interest here in Alcantara at 10 K going up against Toronto?
2: And, uh, no, I'll play the the other two we talked about, Herman or or Pineda over Alcantara. Uh, He's down at 24 to almost 25% strikeouts, so not a ton of upside. And Toronto is the worst matchup of of the three that we've talked about so far. So um, no interest in Alcantara,
1: really. I'll tell you this. If he was 8K, sure. The fact that he's, like, the second highest pitcher on the slate, I'm out. I mean, and like this is a, a little league ballpark. Um, so like that doesn't help these pitchers either. So I, I just don't think you can do it. And then I mean Robbie Ray is 8,500. He's facing the Marlins. Um, I think he's gonna get some ownership here. And anytime Robbie Ray is chalk, it's like I can't play him.
2: I kind of like him here, so I'll be curious to see the ownership. If if he's high owned, then I'll I'll fade him and not worry about it. Um, but if he's coming in 10 to 15%, I have a little bit of interest. Um, Miami isn't great. Not, not a ton of power in their lineup. They do have Starling Marte back, which obviously hurts against the le- with le- uh, Ray throwing left-handed um, 8,500 is a little bit pricey, but Ray has been good, surprisingly. Uh, and, and the control has been there. He, his walk rate is at 6%, which is I think one of the lowest of his career. And, and he's still, Getting strikeouts at 28%. Um, I kind of like the spot for Ray, so I'll be looking at the ownership definitely.
1: Listen, it is a 14 game slate, so I could be way wrong on ownership for him, but I just feel like anytime a pitcher is facing Miami, people want to stack. And, like, I, I like, I mean, it's not a bad idea. It's just if he's chalky, I'll probably pass. Like you said, though, if he's like 10, 15%, uh, very playable, very, very playable. Um, any interest in the Miami Bats here?
2: Uh, Starling Marte would be about the only one. I mean, if you want to go like Cooper or Anderson, maybe, um, yeah, I don't, I mean, usually Robbie Ray is someone you want to attack because he can lose the control, but he's been, like I mentioned, the control has actually been there for him this year. So I don't have a lot of interest, especially on on a big slate.
1: I mean, yeah, if he's going to be chalky, I think you can go like a three man of Marte Cooper, And if, like, Duvall is back um, or Aguilar, like, I I could see, like, a three-man stack if if he's going to be chalk. But outside of that, I don't think you're playing one-offs against him. And Toronto, like, Alcantara is a, a really solid pitcher, and these guys are expensive. And I know Vlad is just ripping the cover off the ball right now, but he is 6K. I mean, here's my problem, like, Keith, Toronto has been one of the best stacks to play almost every single day this season. There's like two iffy cheap pitchers on this slate. And by iffy, I mean like super iffy. I mean, I could see like taking a shot on one of those iffy guys and stacking Toronto, but it's definitely not like a high priority thing for me just because these guys are so expensive and those pitchers are so iffy.
2: Yeah. i contri- is a talented pitcher in real life. So I'm, I'm with you. Like Toronto has been awesome this year. Uh, that ballpark is, has played really well. Uh, very friendly for hitting. Um, but yeah, this isn't the spot on, on a big slate.
1: Moving on. We got Philly at Cincinnati, Aaron Nola going up against Sonny Gray. Um, this game's currently sitting at a seven total. It's a pick'em game. Um, You know, some books have it flip flop, but this is like a straight up pick'em game um, across the board. Let's start here with Aaron Nola, highest price pitcher on the slate going into Cincinnati. Um, Any interest here in Nola?
2: Cincinnati has been really good, uh, even though they're missing uh, Mustaka still and Votto. Nola has been good as well, though. So this is this is a tournament spot for sure. I, I don't think he's going to catch a lot of ownership in this spot. Tough ballpark in Cincinnati, um, but there is a little bit of upside. The price is is sky high, and a lot of people are just going to play Glass now over him. Uh, so it, it's going to be ownership dependent. I think he's going to be low owned, and I don't mind him in a tournament.
1: I mean, man, he's not going to have to face Max Sherlock um, who just broke the slate on uh, Monday, but yeah, I mean, you know, with Votto out, Mustakas out, like you said, Senzel's out. This isn't like that A plus Cincinnati team. The top three are really good. Suarez, Nyquen, Castellanos. There's no argument there, but the bottom of this order is terrible. I I know it kind of worked out on Monday, but the bottom of this order, there's a lot of 25-plus percent strikeout guys. Nola, I mean, I don't think it's crazy to say Nola has the highest ceiling on the slate. I mean, now and Nola are really close together, um, ceiling-wise. So, I mean, he's definitely in play here. And then Sonny Gray on the other side. I mean, don't call me crazy, but I actually think he's interesting here. Um, Bryce Harper out of the lineup is like that huge left-handed power threat. This is a dude with a 31.5% K rate against righties since the last start of last season, and this team's probably going to roll out six righties against him.
2: Yeah, I actually really like Sonny Gray here. Uh, Philly hasn't been great, and without Harper, I mean, it's just not an imposing lineup. And it's Hoskins and Real Muto both hitting from the side of the plate that that Gray has been more dominant against. So um, I like it for him.
1: bats in this game? I mean, I'm probably not playing bats. This game has a seven total in Cincinnati. I think that tells you everything that you need to know about bats in this game.
2: Yeah. Agree. Not interested.
1: Um, yeah. Moving right along. Like, I mean, there's nothing they're all cheap. Nick Castellanos is 4,300. He's one of the best hitters in baseball this season. If you end up in that range and you just want to play him because he's 4,300 I mean, all all power to you. I, I like if I end up in that range, and I'm looking at the outfielders in that range. I mean, I I think you could definitely play him over Dickerson or O'Neal, Garcia, or I guess probably would play Garcia over him to be honest. Garcia and Coors on the road. Um, so maybe I don't play Castellanos in that range as a one off. Yeah,
2: I would definitely have more interest in the Philly side. I think um gray can get wild but it, like i said it's just not I'm, I'm not playing either of these teams i don't think
1: strasburg against max freed washington going to atlanta to face the braves here uh this game's currently at an eight total atlanta's a 133 favorites um any interest here in steven strasburg
2: I do not, uh, lots of other options on the slate. We've already talked about even more that we're going to talk about. I just, you you don't need him. He still isn't right to me. Uh, he only went five innings in his last outing against Cincinnati and the matchup against Atlanta is not something I want to target.
1: This lineup's good. I mean, you know, obviously the bottom of the order with some of these injuries, um, or, you know, Zuna just being out, um, Riley, Swanson, Contreras, um, Hereda, Her- uh, um, Hereda, like the all these guys strike out a really massive clip. And when Acuna is not hitting the ball over the fence, he strikes out in a massive clip. I'm with you. I don't think Strasburg's right yet. Um, I did think it's encouraging that he threw 87 pitches in his last start, but he's just not missing bats. Um, and like that's the concerning thing for me. I need to see that swinging strike rate kind of be in the right direction. And then I'll start having some interest in him. Max freed on the other side of this game. Max Fried's a really good real life pitcher. Um, he generates ground balls. He doesn't typically get blown up. He generates a lot of soft contact against righties, which he sees a lot of. I don't think this is a spot to play him because Washington is actually, you know, under the radar, very good against left-handed pitching.
2: Yeah, he's cheap, though. The price is at stack on DK. Um, But he just doesn't strike out quite enough people. So there's not a ton of upside. Um, I guess if you've got a stack you love and you're paying up for for an ace and he just happens to fit, then maybe that makes some sense. Uh, But I don't love the upside. I will say um, Schwarber struggles against lefties, and Josh Bell is definitely better um, from the other side of the plate. So two of their bigger bats um or not but uh harrison and castro both get a big bump facing a lefty so uh i definitely see your point with washington matching up fairly well but i do have some interest in Freed, even though it's not not a high upside spot
1: he pitched really well against them earlier this season too and like this is just a a guy that can give you like six or seven clean innings against really anybody um because he is a really good real life pitcher and if babbitt is going his way um you know he can he can really have a good game so i get it 7500 definitely makes him playable uh as far as the washington bats i mean just because i don't have a ton of interest in free doesn't mean i'm rushing to stack washington here uh you know just kind of looking throughout the lineup josh harrison's somewhat interesting just because he's only 3k and you can play him at second base that's a position that i typically will try to save some money um so I think he's somewhat interesting. Gomes is somewhat interesting at thirty two hundred. I mean, I could see doing like a little two man stack of those guys, but I just I don't love Washington. Freed's good.
2: Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what they do at first base. They play Ryan Zimmerman against lefties quite a bit. What's his? Eh, he's up at forty five hundred. I don't I don't love that either. So, yeah, it, it'd be the cheap guys. Castro's down at three K or Harrison, like you mentioned
1: um i mean atlanta if you don't think strasburg is right they're somewhat interesting but i mean they're a stacker you know kind of fade for me
2: yeah i don't i don't think you need him on a 14 game slate i mean even if strasburg isn't right he's still a, a really talented pitcher so
1: uh moving on we got detroit at milwaukee Matt Boyd against Adrian Hauser face off in this game. Um, there was no total, but I, oh, it popped up eight total in this game. Milwaukee's a 150 favorites. Um, any interest here in Matt Boyd?
2: Another guy that that it's a really attractive price, even though it's not a, a great upside spot. Um, Milwaukee has just been brutal this year though. Yellowish still not quite right. I don't think. Um, and lefty lefty so takes their, their biggest bat out of the lineup. Uh, boy, that doesn't have the, the strikeout upside we're really targeting for DFS, but um, against a low power lineup, uh, I think you
1: can take some shots on him. I mean, the price is the thing. Yeah. I, I'm gonna look at ownership because I wouldn't be shocked if you get some ownership here at 6,500. But if he's kind of somebody that's, again, like he's like that Robbie Ray, if he's like under that 15% range, I mean, this is that one of those iffy guys that I was saying that you could play here because they're not taking Colton Wong and Yelich out of the lineup. That's two lefties. Matt Boyd is elite against lefties. He's very, very good against lefties. Um, If they leave Nevarez in there, that's another lefty. The bottom of this order is terrible in general. Um, I mean... Yeah, I think Boyd's very playable here. I mean, this this lineup doesn't scare me. And so, I mean, Garcia's good against lefties. Kane throughout his career has been good against lefties. He's been terrible against lefties this season. Adamus has shown a ton of power uh, against lefties, but I mean 6,500 facing Milwaukee. I mean, I'll play just about anybody at that price and, you know, take a shot to be honest. Um, Hauser on the other side of this game. I don't understand this line. Um, I, I Listen, I get Milwaukee being a favorite, but a 150 favorite, 160 favorite, whatever I said it was. I mean, Hauser, he's okay. His strikeout rate's under 20%. He's not really, like, his control is the biggest issue. He walks people. He struggles with lefties. I mean, the thing is, he's not going to see a lot of great hitters in this lineup, but... I mean, he's not a guy that's going to dominate a lineup either.
2: Yeah, and he's expensive for for who he is. You mentioned that the strikeout rate is low. Uh, He's 8,100. I would much rather play Max Freed, who's got a slightly – the the only issue I have with Freed is is just not enough upside. Well, I'm not playing Hauser, who's $600 more uh, with the same strikeout rate. And I'd rather play Boyd on the other side. Uh, So I'm just – I'm not playing Hauser here even though Detroit is terrible and strikes out a ton.
1: If for some odd reason that Hauser is like 5% owned, sure. But I don't think that's going to be the case. He's a 150 favorite going up against one of the worst teams in baseball. I mean, yeah. Do you have any interest in the Detroit bats here?
2: No, not really. I mean, always as, as a, just a cheap, like, if you want to pay up for Strasburg and Nola or not uh, Nola and Glasnow, maybe if you're trying to do that and you want to use three of these guys as kind of your, your cheap correlation, um, something like that maybe would be the only thing I have interest in.
1: Yeah. I mean, if Hauser is chalk, I could see running like a three man of Detroit and just kind of hoping to create that leverage. And you know, you're saving so much money by doing like a three man stack too. Um, if like Nomar more is in there, he's 2200, but do is 2400. Um, and then you just kind of maybe throw in like, I mean, I don't want to go three outfielders. So maybe like a Nico Goodrum or something. Um, but yeah, I could see doing like a three man Detroit stack. If house is going to be like 25% owned on a 14 game slate uh, as far as Milwaukee bats go. I mean, the guy you typically want to play is Jelich. I think the guy that I have the the two guys that I have the most interest in um, is Adamus and Garcia. Um, I did not realize that Lorenzo Cain um, got hurt. Um, so I did not really, didn't see that coming out of Monday. That's like even more of a bump to Boyd. Cause that could potentially be another lefty in this lineup.
2: Yeah, I, I think Boyd is definitely in play for the, for the price. Um, as far as Milwaukee bats, it Gar- Garcia is the one that, that kind of jumps off the page. Willie Adamas has been striking out at a alarming clip here recently. It's part of the reason why Tampa sent him away. I mean, if you want to take a shot and hunt for for power, he does have a little bit of power. But Abascal Garcia is is the one guy that I really want to target. Maybe Manny Pena is a cheap catcher uh, if you want to target some power there too.
1: All right, moving on, we got San Diego at Chicago. Um, Weathers against uh, Hendricks in this one. No total in this game because it is the night before, and it's Chicago. Um, any interest here in Weathers?
2: Um, super cheap, but the Cubs have been hitting lefties really well after struggling a, a lot last year against lefties. So uh, Chris Bryant is, is back healthy and right and crushing lefties. Um not not really somebody I'm looking to target, even though he's cheap.
1: Yeah, I mean the strikeout upside against the Cubs is always there, but this guy is just not gonna throw enough pitches, I don't think, to really get that ceiling, or even the upside. So and, and like this lineup is still somewhat scary against left-handed pitching. You know, there's so much power in this lineup with Brian, Bias, Contreras. Like, there's enough right handed power in this lineup that I think I'll pass um, on him and the pitch count, too. You know, Kyle Hendricks is always a guy that, like, for years we we're like, oh, he's been great. He started the season and he was like up and down, up and down, but he is strung together like three really strong Kyle Hendricks starts in a row. This is the Padres, and this is one of the best teams in baseball it's a 14 game slate. If this was like a five or six game slate, I think you could definitely take a shot on Kyle Hendricks, but I'm probably going to pass here.
2: Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I don't have any interest in Hendricks. Um, he, he is getting on track a little bit, but just too much power on the Padres side uh, and not enough strikeout upside.
1: Um bats in this game i mean i definitely want to respect how kyle Hendricks has been pitching but i think you can always stack the padres on any slate depending it doesn't look like there's going to be any wind in this game but i I mean that's just the case you can always stack the padres
2: yeah it's just an awesome lineup uh tatis is obviously one of the best players in baseball machado is great uh coming back uh fam is cheap will myers is cheap uh I mean, it, it's pretty easy to fit in the stack because of those two outfielders that are, that are cheap. And then you get the, you fill the third base shortstop too. So I just, I really like how it sets up. You fit in the expensive guys that you want. Uh, and then with the cheap outfielders.
1: Um, the Cubs, man, I think the Cubs are somewhat interesting here. Um, just, just looking at the overall like power in this lineup, and just kind of closing your eyes and hoping that it works. Um, if wisdom's in there, he's another guy that I think you could play here for the Cubs. Um, On runs. <laughs> I mean, yeah. For what we've seen so far is like, he has a lot of power against left-handed pitching and it's very, very small sample size. The fact that like you could play Chris Bryan at, at, at like the outfield or first base now, and you could play him at third base. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to stack the Cubs here, and with some of these cheaper guys as like part of your stack, it all kind of comes together as a nice stack.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, the price tag on Brian is is up there, but he's been playing just at an elite level. Uh, Javi Baez coming off two home runs, I think he's one of the top plays. I'm, he's just at 4,600, he's, he's a great upside option at shortstop. Um and then Contreras is as a catcher with a ton of upside as well. So yeah,
1: I'm I'm definitely interested in the Cubs here. Um moving on. We got to my socks Boston Red Sox, Houston Astros, Richards against Garcia. Facing off in this one. This game is currently sitting at a nine total. Houston's slight favorite. Um, any interest here in Garrett Richards?
2: No, I, I don't ever really play pitchers against Houston. They don't strike out. They have a ton of power. Um, uh, I'm not playing Garrett Richards against them.
1: Um, yeah, man. Like, I think Richards is not a good pitcher. So it's very easy for me to say, oh, match up against Houston, I'm out. Um. <laughs> like, <laughs> Garcia on the other side, this could be a guy that breaks the slate. And this could be a guy that puts up negative fantasy points, but this is a guy that could put up 25-plus against this Red Sox team.
2: I keep not playing Garcia, and he keeps rolling out good starts. So maybe it is time to jump on board. Um, I think the price is perfectly fair at $8,300. he has got a big strikeout rate. He's up at 29% this year, and he's kept the walks in check. So, um, yeah, if he's lower owned, I think the price is fair. I'll, I'll take some shots on him.
1: I, I don't think he's going to be popular by any means in this game. So um, I I really like this spot for him. And it is so hard to say that as a Red Sox fan. Um, but I mean, there there's plenty of strikeouts in this lineup. So, you know, even Devers Santana was in the lineup. Gonzalez Renfro. Like that's that's how banged up this lineup is. And like and just where this lineup is in general, like Renfro's in the lineup against the righty um and he's just yeah he has a ton of power but the guy strikes out at a massive clip so I mean I mean there's a lot of strikeout upside here obviously there's a lot of risk with Verdugo JD Devers Xander but like even like the bottom of the order can hit so it's just I mean the, the ceiling's there for Garcia uh Boston Bats anything standing out to you for Boston
2: uh, not really. Probably not looking to target them on, on a big slate. They're, they're kind of pricey. Uh, I guess Hernandez and Verdugo are fairly priced, I would say. Um, Devers up at $5,100. I don't, I don't love that price tag. And uh, like I said, Garcia has been really good this year.
1: Yep. Um, I mean, you could, you, you could always stack the Red Sox, but I don't think this is a day to do it. Uh, as far as the Houston bats go, I think it's really going to come down to what does this lineup look like? Um, you know, right now, Gary L. Avarez are kind of banged up. Brantley's on the IL. If this was anybody else, uh, like, you know, we definitely would be talking about maybe playing Richards. But again, he just, he doesn't strike out enough guys and this lineup, even with it being banged up, doesn't strike out a lot. I mean, Houston's okay. I mean, McCormick's 2,800 and should bat towards the top of the order um, with all these guys kind of banged up.
2: Yeah, Kyle Tucker is, is somebody that I love. He is just always underpriced for his talent level. He's at 3,700 on DraftKings. Um, we'll see if Alvarez cracks a lineup. Uh, I would have a ton of interest in him at 4,200 as well. Uh, and then Altuve and Bregman are the expensive guys that I would want.
1: All right, moving on, we got Pittsburgh at Kansas City. Will Crow against Brady Singer. Um, yes, these are two major league pitchers. Yes, um, they're both facing two very terrible offenses. Um, this game is currently at an eight total, and Kansas City's a 175 favorite. Um, let's start here with Will Crow. Any interest in him?
2: Uh, cheap tournament play, maybe, but the, he, he's not going to go deep into the game. He doesn't strike a ton of people out. Um, Kansas city doesn't strike out a lot. Um, I think I would rather play the other guy in this game. So, uh, the price tag is attractive and I, I get why you might want to do it if you're trying to fit an expensive stack with an ACE in. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's something I'm going to do on a 14 game slate.
1: I mean, okay. You said he wouldn't go deep in the game when he's been pitching well, they let him go over 90 pitches. He, that Cubs game, you know, you're a Cubs fan. You probably were watching the game. You're like, oh, Will Crow stinks. Um, He was terrible in that game. And he got yanked really early in that game. There's been plenty of times this season where he's thrown over 90 pitches. So I do think if he's pitching well, they'll let him go over 90K or 90 pitches at 5K. That's super intriguing. Command and walks are the biggest issue with Will Crow. And the good thing that he's facing here is like, Maryfield, Perez Mondesi like there's there's only three guys in this lineup with walks rates over 10 percent they do not walk very much um so maybe that's a blessing in disguise for Will Crow he's another one of those guys that I was like all right we got iffy cheap plays he's an iffy cheap play I, I could see him getting 15 I could see him getting negative six um so he's in play if you're playing large field tournaments um I think Brady Singer is going to be massive chalk. Massive chalk on this slate. And I could be way off here, but the fact that he's a 175 favorite, he's 6,900 and he's facing... This lineup is like, I could go pitch. I haven't pitched <laughs> in nine and a half, almost 10 years. I could grab a baseball and be competitive against this Pittsburgh lineup. Lineup,
2: <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're really bad. Uh, Singer has been good. Decent, I should say. He hasn't been great, but uh, sixty nine hundred, perfectly fair price. I think the it's going to be a question with the guy in the next game in, in that ballpark um, as to where the ownership falls, and it, it's really interesting decision. You have Singer with with the matchup against the Pirates with no power, um, or you got a guy in Coors Field, but I think it's it's a decision, and I'm not sure which way people are going to go. Be very interested to see the ownership projections on it
1: no way he's not going to be chalk I mean he is Brady Singer and like that might scare some people off but I mean I'm probably going to end up playing him on this slate as long as he's not like extreme chalk we'll have to kind of see let's talk bats okay here let's talk bats Um, is there anything that stands out to you for Pittsburgh here outside of maybe just a contrarian stack
2: (sighs) no their their prices are cheap so again if you're trying to fit in top end pitching i i understand that but they just they don't have any power so it's it's not a spot i'm looking to target
1: i mean that that's just the the biggest problem is just like even if even if singer doesn't pitch well it's probably like singles and doubles um and like that i think that's going to be the biggest problem um that you're running into here so um, Kansas city bats. I mean, sure. Like outside of Perez and Maryfield, they're pretty cheap. Like Santana's 3,900.
2: Yeah. So I actually have a lot of interest in Kansas city here. And, and maybe, maybe you hit it on the head that I'm biased from watching Will crow his last time out, just get crushed against the Cubs. Um, but I, Kansas city just seems a little bit too underpriced, um, for this spot. Uh, Mondesi homered uh, on Monday, so, and he's still cheap. I think he's a, an excellent option. Ben Attendi is still cheap, and he's been playing much better this year. Um, Perez is expensive, but he feels catcher. Uh, Carlos Santana is too cheap. I, I just, I like the way this sets up for Kansas City.
1: Indeed. Indeed. All right, let's get to the game that there's no secret here. It's uh, Texas at Colorado. We got Marquez against Dunning, and we're probably going to see a lot of runs. Um, Nine and a half total, Colorado 120 favorites. Um, Any interest here in Dunning?
2: Um, No, I'm not playing Dunning in Coors, but I I like the under in this game. I I don't think there's going to be – I don't know. I I have a lot of respect for these two pitchers. I think Dunning is a really good real-life pitcher. Uh, he's not going to go terribly deep is, is the problem, and Texas' bullpen isn't great, so you could see a ton of runs in the late innings, is, is the thing, but I, I'm not playing Dunning and though. No.
1: no. Um Marquez, I mean, it's Texas. There's always upside against Texas, but um, I mean, it's cores He's 6,700. If you're playing 150 teams, I could see maybe taking a shot because Texas strikes out at such a high clip, but I mean he could give up like five or six home runs in this game too.
2: Man, we're we're on different page. I I love Marquez in the spot against Texas in their high K upside. I, I know it's hard to strike guys out in cores, but Marquez has done it and not just this year, but throughout his career. Like I think I was looking at the log earlier. He's got four starts with over six K's in cores this year. Um he's he's just a good pitcher and Texas strikes out a lot, so his his pick, pitch mix just seems to play well in courts compared to other guys when they come in and they try to use burking stuff. Um, I like Marquez on the spot.
1: Um, even though we have a little interest in Marquez, these prices for Texas are ridiculous in courts. Um, they're going to be the chalkiest stack on the slate. Uh, no doubt about it. Willie Calhoun's 36. Nate Lowe is 35. Gal is 4,100. Garcia's 4,200. There's four of your stack right there. And that's a stack that everybody is going to play on this slate. I mean, if you play a Texas stack, which you should, you should play a Texas stack. If you play a Texas stack, get creative with the rest of your build. It, it, that's all I'm going to say, because I mean, everybody's going to play this stack and, and like, a, and again, you, you should, this is a great spot and these prices are phenomenal. And you could pay up and get top pitching, but I mean, you, you have to kind of get creative with the rest of your stack.
2: I will be underweight on the Texas stack. I will, I will have some cause it's Coors and obviously, I mean, just a, a huge ballpark in the altitude, lots of room for hits, uh, tons of potential for home runs. So definitely Marquez can get blown up. He can get wild. Uh, and if they get into the Colorado bullpen, it's terrible. So uh, I'll have some Texas stacks, but I'll probably be under the field on Texas, even though like super cheap, decent spot.
1: Rockies, this lineup is so bad. Um, McMahon is definitely my favorite play. Like, I, I mean, he's 5,700, but this dude has 13 home runs on the season. And I think he's only hit two of them on the road. Um I I don't have the stats up in front of me, but I was, I played him in, we have like a little home run Derby league that we do at Roto grinders with some of the employees and stuff. And he was my pick this week because he gets six games in cores. Um, So I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, I think he's only hit two home runs outside of cores this season. Uh, I'm going to look it up now, but what are your thoughts on the Rockies?
2: Yeah. I, I love McMahon and Blackman are, are the two that I would go to, uh, no story in the lineup. It, it's, it's a tough lineup. Um, but the two lefties I like at the top, uh, Tapia as well. He's a little bit more expensive than I would like to pay for somebody that doesn't have a ton of power. Uh, I don't mind crone as a, um, hunting a home run Nunez at catcher. Um, I mean, it's the Rockies in course. We're always, no matter how bad they are, they're, they're going to have an advantage just because of the ballpark and the conditions.
1: He's hit five home runs on the road. I was wrong. Um, I, I couldn't. I knew it was like uh, uh, kind of lopsided. I just couldn't remember exactly what it was. So all right, I was wrong. Moving on. I I'll, really quick. I will say Rockies are super interesting here because they're so expensive and Texas is so cheap that everybody's just going to stack Texas. So I get like I'm with Keith. I I do think they're great. Uh, Mets and Diamondbacks, we got Strowman against Caleb Smith. Um, any interest here in Marcus Strowman? Uh,
2: I had Peterson written down. What is Strowman's price?
1: 8300 I was wondering why there wasn't a line out for this game. Maybe it is Peterson. But Oh, I'm seeing Peterson on some books. So maybe it is Peterson.
2: Yeah, DraftKings has Peterson listed there we go Ooh, it's only 6800 um i think i have whichever one it is i mean stroman at 8300 you said or Peterson um, 6800
1: i don't know i'm refreshing now because when i had it pulled up earlier it was stroman so i'm seeing if it's peterson for me but the books like a lot of the books have peterson um if it is stroman he's 8300 so
2: I have a little bit of interest in tournaments in either of the guys. The price seems completely fair. Uh, Arizona does have a decent offense, but both of those just seem like a little bit too cheap for um, the spot.
1: Yeah, I mean, sure, it's Arizona, and it the roof is. I think it's going to be open, so. I mean, yeah, you can take shots on either one of these guys, whoever is pitching. I think they're definitely in play. Um, oh, Caleb Smith. Uh, how many pitches do we think he gets, I think is the biggest question on this slate. He came out of the bullpen four days ago and threw 28 pitches. If I had to guess, it's about 60. Do you like? Would you take over under on 60?
2: I think that's a, the perfect line. I was looking at that because his, I mean, he's been good out of the pen this year. His stats are, are jump, we're jumping off the page. And then I went and looked, I was like, is he even stretched out? And I think 63 was his highest pitch count this year. So I think 60 is exactly what we can expect. Um, 59 and in three inning outing the, the day before he came out of the bullpen. So yeah, I don't think, he, I don't think you can play him with at 60 pitches. Even though the Mets lineup is still terrible,
1: yeah. If man, if he was gonna get like ninety pitches, I'd be so <laughs> over. I, I would be way over the field on him. Um, yeah. I just I can't do it. Um, I, I'm not playing the Mets bats. I mean, you could play Pete Alonso and you could play Francisco Lindor, um, and like. I guess you could play like Pilar if he hits towards the top of the order. I guess they're a little bit more healthy. Um, Yeah, I I just – I can't. I mean, sure, you take those three guys, but James McCann, lefty masher, I don't know, maybe. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I think – I mean, Pete Alonzo as a one-off is an outstanding play. Caleb Smith can give up some homers even though – Alonzo might strike out two or three times, but he, he could run into a home run pretty easily as well. Guy that's absolutely crushed lefties in his career. Uh, McCann as a catcher definitely has some upside against the lefty, but outside of those two, I'm probably not interested. And, and the bottom of the lineup is just trash.
1: Um, I mean, Arizona, I don't, I don't really have a ton of interest in Arizona. It doesn't matter who the pitcher is. Yeah.
2: I'm kind of with you. What's what are their prices?
1: They're kind of pricey. That's like the thing. Yeah, like they're not they're not cheap.
2: Peralta at 4k seems like a, a good enough play. It depends on who's pitching. Peralta against Stroman, tougher pitcher. Lefty lefty, I don't have as much interest. Um so I, I guess it really depends on who's pitching as far as who I'm chasing here.
1: We got the Angels and the Giants. Um this game has a 7.5 total, San Francisco 150 favorite. Andrew Heaney against Alex Wood. Um, any interest here in Andrew Heaney?
2: It's going to be an ownership thing. Um, the Giants have been really good, um, but Heaney's got some strikeout upside. The price is 7700 I think he's in play at that price. Um, strikeout rate around 29% this year, so there's some upside here, definitely.
1: Yeah, Longoria got hurt on Monday. Um, if he's out of the lineup, Darren Ruff is on the IL too. And, like, that doesn't sound like a lot, but that takes out two of their right-handed bats um, that does damage against left-handed pitching. So I, I think you have to kind of see what the lineup looks like for Heaney because, you know, you're still going to get Slater. You're still going to get Posey. You're still going to get enough righties in this lineup. But, like, if if it's the bad lineup, I mean... Heaney has ceiling, even though he he only flashes it, like, once a month. Um, I mean, the Giants are good. Uh, you know, I've said it so many times this year. Alex Wood on the other side of this game, I mean, I kind of really like him in this spot. Like, with Trout out of the lineup, you're really just worried about Otani, Walsh, and Rendon. And then when you got a lefty, you're really just worried about Rendon. Um, so, I mean, I think this is a really good spot, Alex Wood can throw like six or seven clean innings, uh, strike out like six to eight guys and have like a 22 to 25 point day.
2: Yep. I agree. Uh, Wood is in play for sure. Uh, Price is getting up there on us, but he's been paying it off all year long. Um, 26% strikeout rate, uh, a low walk rate around 6%. So just a watered down angels lineup. Rendon, it hasn't even been great this year, um, but always dangerous against the lefty, but uh, yeah, Woods absolutely in play for me.
1: Um, Bats, anything standing out to you for the Angels?
2: Rendon was the guy that we mentioned. Uh, Upton, if he's in that leadoff spot again, I think uh, he's a good play. Uh, I don't really want to stack, so probably just chasing home runs.
1: Yeah, I, I'm just – I'm probably going to stay away. And then – the giants. I mean, if the lineup is that bad lineup, I probably don't have a ton of interest here. Uh, if Longoria plays and then you could start getting like, Oh, I could play or, um, Longoria, I could play Posey. I could go down and and save a little bit of money on some of these cheaper guys. But I mean, I think it's going to be a low scoring game overall.
2: Yeah. I think Posey is the one that, that jumps out. He fills catcher. He's 4,300 and (laughs) he's, he's like found the fountain of youth or something he thinks it's 2014 like uh dude's he looks playing. great man he's been he awesome this year great. <laughs> um so uh, yeah Posey's the guy that i have interest in uh but i, was, I, I don't love the stack even though he, he can battle control issues but uh probably hunting power against him
1: we finish it out oh no we have one more after this uh st louis at la taking on the dodgers john gantt looking and I still don't see a total for this game. Oh, there it is. It finally popped up. 8 total. Dodgers are 180 favorites. Um any interest here in John Gant?
2: Uh no interest in John Gant. They got Bellinger back. The Dodgers uh, starting to get healthy. Uh just a ton of power, very patient team, and John Gant stinks.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just a matter of time before these guys started getting healthy. Um you know, they'll get Seager back here. Um I think he, what, he's like a week or so away or something or two weeks away. Um, I think it's probably two weeks, but anyway, yeah, I'm with you. I don't have a ton of interest in John Gant and then um, David Price on the other side. David Price is 6,100 and like, I I think kids gloves, right? Like, I mean, he's just not going to pitch deep in this game, maybe 50 pitches at most, but it doesn't seem like they're going to let him really go deep here.
2: Yeah, it hasn't thrown over 47 pitches this season, so uh, just not stretched out, not going to go deep enough.
1: I will say, as much as we, like, criticize um, Dave Roberts, he came out and said that, like, David Price was only going to face the order one time um, against the Giants the other night. Um, So if he does come out and give us anything like that, like David Price is gonna get 50 pitches. I would really think like or like really stick to what David Dave Roberts says. Um, if he says 75 pitches, David Price would be a phenomenal play here. Um, but I, I think we're gonna more than likely see maybe even one time through the lineup again. Um they're gonna be very careful with David Price, you know, just you know, took the season off last year. He was working on the bullpen to start the year, wasn't he? Um, yeah. pretty sure so I mean I think they're going to be very careful if they're going to move him like like into a long term starter role but I think this is going to be more of a Dodgers bullpen game agree yeah. that doesn't mean I'm going to play the Cardinals Um <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not going to go out of my way to play the Cardinals I mean sure you could play Goldschmidt, O'Neill, Arnado, an auto but I- I'm probably going to stay away
2: I am as well uh, I don't want to attack Price, even if he's only in there for three innings. Um, then they're going to match up with the bullpen. So just not a good spot for the Cardinals. Not anything I'm looking to, to target.
1: The Dodgers stack, one of the best stacks on the slate. This is one of the hammers. John Gant struggles with command, walks a lot of guys. You start getting guys on base for the Dodgers, they punish you. Um, so, I mean, this is this is a stack you're looking at to kind of finish out the night. And, I mean, they're cheap enough um they're cheap enough
2: yeah dodgers are my favorite team on the slate just getting bellinger back that lineup gets lengthier um so i mean you're i'm obviously bets at the top Uh, muncie turner bellinger will smith chris taylor hit a home run uh today i mean it it just tons of talent tons of patience tons of power so that's that's exactly what i'm looking for in a stack Top play
1: of the slate for me. Yeah. Um as far as I mean, yeah. Uh just there's nothing, no reason not to like the Dodgers here outside of like everybody might play Texas and Dodgers. Maybe not. Like the Dodgers are a team that like goes overlooked all the time. So anyway. Finish it out. Oakland at Seattle. Um, We got Bassett. It sounds like Marco Gonzalez is going to come back out of the, or come back from the IL and pitch in this game. Uh, He's been out like over a month and I didn't see like a lot of stuff from like a rehab start and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, Um, any interest here in Bassett?
2: Uh, shout out to you. Last time I was on the pod, I, we had, we both had some interest, but you said he was the top sur- uh, tournament play on the slate. He went out, he and dominated them.
1: <laughs>
2: Absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, so yeah, Seattle's terrible price tags getting away from us a little bit, 9,100, but, uh, there's upside against this bad, uh, Mariners lineup. I think he's in play for tournaments.
1: I mean, Yeah. Um it's hard to say really good
2: this year. Like the strikeouts are up. I I think he's gonna be really low owned because people don't believe in the strikeout upside, but
1: uh it's tough to say because it's fourteen game slate, but if for some reason he was like low owned here, like sign me up, like I would probably go all in. Um so if everybody's going like Glass now and like Gray and Alex Wood and like Bassett just kind of falls through the like cracks, I'll go all in. Uh, I'll go right back to the well. Coming off of his best start of the season, like best, like he's he's been fantastic over the last month. Like, uh, yeah, like this is a fantastic spot. It doesn't get much better um, than pitching against Seattle.
2: Yeah, absolutely great matchup. Uh, one of the best that we can ask for. So. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we'll, we'll catch some ownership, but the, I mean, it's going to be tough to fit hand, Like I really want to play Glas now. So can you fit Glasnow now and Bassett and a Dodger sack? Probably not. So it's going to have to be one or the other, I think.
1: Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. <sighs> Cheap bats. Anyway, um, any interest here in Marco Gonzalez coming back from the IO?
2: Uh, no he was out for a while I don't know I I didn't see if he was stretched out in the minors before coming up but I don't expect him to go I mean I think 80 pitches probably max uh, even if he had a couple rehab starts Um, but just not really I don't want to play him against Oakland anyway with low strikeouts and a ton of power on the Oakland side
1: um yeah, I think Oakland's another stack that you could potentially look at here. Chapman, Kana, um, if you're stacking Oakland, you're probably looking at Sean Murphy and Matt Olson as well. You could throw Jed Lowry and those guys in there. Pinder is a cheap option. Um, yeah, I don't mind Oakland to get a little different here.
2: Yeah, I, I like it. Um, it's the guys you mentioned. Uh, they, they just set up – they always platoon, so there's always a bunch of, of varieties in there. Uh, when Oakland's in a lefty ex- outside of, usually Olsen's the only lefty in there. So um, definitely an easy team to stack. And Gonzalez just coming off the IL. If he doesn't go deep, the, the Mariners bullpen, uh, I think it's a good spot to target.
1: Uh, Seattle, zero interest. Don't play these guys. Play Bassett. Um... <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, sure, you can play Kyle Seager and Hanager, but. I mean, I probably wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. All right, morning. Morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. Um, Who do you got?
2: I know it's Coors Field, but I like the matchup. Uh, Harmon Marquez.
1: I don't think anybody's going to call you crazy for that today, for what it's worth. Um, I'll go chalk and say Singer, just because he's pitching against Pittsburgh. Uh, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today?
2: Still haven't seen it from Steven Strasburg. Uh, so I'm going to go back to him as the one that doesn't quite get there.
1: I mean, that is the clear cut guy, in my opinion. Um, I really like how Bassett and Garcia teams come together for what it's worth. Anyway, um, I'm going to go Alcantara. And it's more of just like I'm never paying 10K for Alcantara against... A team like toronto so um it's more of maybe he doesn't bust and maybe he does get over 15 but i'm never paying that price for him in this spot uh over 4k to hit a home run that's not in course who do you got
2: uh nelly cruz back from the il against the lefty he's done it throughout his whole career nelson cruz
1: max muncie started the season cold and he has warmed up. He's at a home run in three of the last four games. Max munsey's my guy today. Um, the Dodgers. Stevie likes the Dodgers. What's new? Um, <laughs> under 4K to get two hits. Who's your cheap bat to get two hits? Not in cores again. Uh,
2: looking at Houston against Richards. I mentioned Kyle Tucker is kind of always just underpriced for his talent level. He's at 3.7K. I like Kyle Tucker.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it. This guy has had one multi-hit game in his last five, and that was the only day that he had two hits or a a hit in general. But I'm going to go against who I think is going to be pretty popular today. Give me Riley Grossman batting leadoff for the Tigers to get two hits today. Uh, Give me a stack to score six or more runs. Uh,
2: John Gant has just been brutal this year walking almost as many as he's striking out and the the Cardinals bullpen has not been good either so I think the Dodgers get there pretty easily
1: yeah Dodgers obviously would be mine too but I'm gonna go way back to when we started this podcast and just remind remind the listeners that Minnesota is a really good stack today um this is a great spot against Zimmerman Hopefully, the Babbitt is not in Zimmerman's favor here, and we just see a monster game from Minnesota. They're very good against left-handed pitching, so um, that's one that I really like today. So, just wanted to bring it up one more time. Uh, is there any bets that's standing out to you here night before? Uh,
2: one that I liked is a couple of talented pitchers. I don't really want to play Alcantara in DFS, but he's, he's a good real-life pitcher. He's, he's overpriced. Um, the ballpark is scary, but I think Robbie Ray has been good this year. And I think he, he dominates this Miami team. I like under eight and a half runs in Toronto or Florida.
1: I like that one. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, I kind of, I I think Bassett really shuts down Seattle and they score one or two runs here at most on this game, and I don't know if Oakland can get the rest of the runs. I'm gonna take the under in the Oakland Seattle game under eight good pitchers ballpark um so yeah, that's definitely one um that I like i'll have um I'll have some more bets up on scores and odds today as well if you guys want the link for that will be in the podcast description. you guys can check it out. I post baseball bets over there um monday through wednesday and nascar bets on the weekends. so um, check out scores and odds uh keith any final thoughts before we get out of here
2: big slate it's going to be a fun one uh lots of tough decisions uh at the top of the pitching range Uh, you got a couple of good real life pitchers and cores so um be very interesting to see the ownership on herman marquez
1: I like it man. I like I like when you get contrarian um because he I don't think he's going to be popular. Texas is so cheap that um I think a lot of people are just going to stack Texas in that game. So Bassett, Bassett Garcia combos. That team it, it's $4,000 per player man and like you can you could do a lot with that stacks and stuff. So um I hope it kind of works out but that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back on Wednesday talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.